yeah, I mean, in the moment, it's a lot of fun. And then when everyone leaves and there's champagne spilt everywhere. Everywhere. uh, Then you kind of regret doing that. Welcome to the Sparkle Up podcast, the show for service industry people by service industry people. Whether you're just off a short-staffed lunch, a double, or a clopin, it's over. Now it's time to decompress and hopefully have some laughs. We can all vent and learn from each other. You are all awesome, and we will prove that. So kick back, crack, or pack what you need. And has anybody seen the hostess? I literally just got quadruple sat. We are your hosts, Cosmic Smash and Rainbow Pop, looking forward to telling our stories and hearing yours about the often shared experiences in the service industry. Whether you're new to the trade, a cynical seasoned vet, or no longer in, join us this week as we talk about the beautiful and messy grind of an underappreciated career, and more importantly, the human connections we have all made in it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, New Year's Eve shifts that uh, we've worked. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had a lot together, but we've also had plenty individually so yeah and some good some bad some hilarious some (laughs) absolutely terrible uh yeah i mean there's you know amateur night right yeah we should start by talking about that it's definitely people that never go out go out on new year's eve every single year don't know how to i guess maybe like just socially interact or you know i don't know what it is but they definitely stand out Yes, very much so. They they seem to very clearly make it known that they don't know what they're doing. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> I like the snapping or oh, whistling God. or waving like, money. Those are the two. I think snapping and waving money are my like two least favorite ways to try to get a drink at a bar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not or, doing that. Or when you need something at your table. Yeah. Like waving them Flagging down. you down. Yeah, like... like erratically waving your hand like yeah what's that gonna help if you've already been waited on you don't need to just raise your i'll come back yeah exactly (laughs) i i know you're still here you haven't paid like i this is a transactional uh, interaction here yeah i know know what you need i yeah i ask you all the time what you need yeah i'm gonna check i'm gonna check back in but maybe just like it's been five minutes just sit yeah. Like you're, talk Maybe. to your friends. Right. <laughs> I just stare at your phone now. I mean, that's I mean, what happens. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, like definitely, we, but there's one that I worked uh, for the, like the Y2, Y2K New Year's and everybody was like, just like, I don't know, it was like underwhelming because of the concern with like the computer crashing or whatever, which was fine. And you know, so the we did the countdown. It was like super packed. We had you know four or five hundred people in this you know big open room and a bar that's like twenty five feet long. Yep, with like three bartenders. So, so packed. It's a lot. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, let alone like all the drinks for a service well on each end of the bar. Yeah, then you're talking about the, the tables aren't included in that space where all you where you've packed all these right. People. No, there's a whole downstairs filled with tables. Yeah, and then there's a whole like back area with tables as well. Uh, luckily, it was a brewery, so mostly it was draft beer. Mm-hmm. But even then, you can get annoyed with draft <laughs> beer <laughs> or yeah. with the thing that you got to make. Right. The, right. The one of them was like a a wheat beer and. You know, always got a lemon. Right. Everybody so, I mean, wants the lemon on that week. Yeah. Here. I mean, I would spend, you know, I worked like three to the two, basically. And I would spend the first like 30, 40 minutes just cutting lemons. Just prepping the lemons for just, your wheat yeah, beer. Yeah. Huge cambros of lemons <laughs> for wheat beer. Only one time did the beer actually ever run out. It wasn't on New Year's, but, but yeah. But anyway, so it's the Y2K. New Year's and everybody like does the toast. They had like a little champagne uh, table set up and everybody was just kind of like, I don't know, just kind of milling around, just like ho-humming it. Uh, the world so didn't end. The world did not end. And for that reason alone, that would be cause enough to, you know, be a little more celebratory, you'd think. Yeah, it's like uh, they were hoping for something <laughs> crazy to happen. Yeah. 
But uh, so I, unbeknownst to anybody else, I took it upon myself to um, maybe after a couple of shots, maybe um, throughout the course <laughs> of the night, um, took it upon myself to uh, grab a bottle of shitty champagne that we had because it's a brewery and just proceed to climb up onto the bar and spray down the crowd. <laughs> I just and love the imagery there. <laughs> yelling happy fucking new year. And we're like, you know, yeah. let's get going. Like, let's have some Screaming fun. It. Yeah. Not yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not get fired at all. Like didn't get fired at all. Uh, and the crowd actually ate it up. One guy, I ran into one guy, I think maybe like eight or nine years later. And, he brought that moment up. He was just like, dude, did you work at this place? So cool. Climb up on the bar and spray yeah. I was like, oh God, man, I'm sorry. He's like, that was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, if you remember it that she, long. Yeah. For so sure. that was, yeah, I mean, that, that was a pretty entertaining New Year's Eve uh, and to not get in trouble for it, which was, you know, a big plus, which didn't really enter into my mind at the time. I of course. Ripping it. You're just, you're going to do what you're going to do at that yeah. moment. And I mean, it, the motivation's correct. You know, you want to get the crowd going. You want yeah. everybody to feel the, you know, it's a celebratory night. Yeah. You want that vibe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know, we've just got to, if anybody, if there's any time to want to let loose and let your hair down, if you will, or whatever, I mean, that's, that's it. Right? Right. And I mean, that might be part of what brings out the amateurs a lot, but... That's a good, you know, that's one of the ones that would feel good no matter who you are. Yeah. Everybody having a good time. Right. That's when it just opens it up. It, oh, we can be silly. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. We're no. Here, we're here to let it, let it go, not wait for the next thing, I guess. Yeah, you know? it was crazy, too. And it was a Saturday or Sunday night? Yeah. yeah I don't know. It I was, know. but yeah, it, it that was so long ago. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, so that was that was a pretty entertaining one. That's, that's a for good sure. One. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, my typicals were always the ones that, like we were already talking about. You know, you got people flagging you down, the snapping. Um, it's always busy. There's always too much to do. Uh, but then also, it seems like it's always underwhelming in in ways too. Like. You always prep for this idea that it's going to be a monstrously busy night. And as a bartender right. or server that's on, like you, you really want to make that money. It's going to be slammed. It's going to be slammed. You want to make good money. And it always turns out that you make like, okay, money. Yeah. And it's, Oh packed. no, the amateurs definitely bring the, 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 the net t- amount down. Yeah. The, the, the quantity of tips or I guess percentage wise of tips, it just goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're not used to it. Um, but, you know, conversely to yours, that's a pretty good one. I had one where I was uh, working at a place, you know, American Grill style, just burgers and yeah. stuff. But it was in the downtown area of, of Springfield where we were at the time. And uh, that one was set to be, we were looking forward to going in hot, you know, part of the pub crawl. Yeah, uh, there which was, is a big deal at the time, you know. Yeah, everybody wanted to be a part of that. That got you promos and ads and things. And so we were getting ready for that. The night before, I worked my ass off. I was there all day, all night, Ugh. and ended up, so that's on the 30th, ended yeah. up like leaving around 3.40, 4 o'clock, something like that. In the morning. In the morning. Ugh. Uh, everything's done, ready to go. What time were you scheduled to go back? 2 p.m. the next day. 2 p.m. the next day. Yeah, 2 p.m. So, 10 hours off. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's a total of 10 off. And then you know, you, you know, it's New Year's Eve, so you're working re- real late again, no matter what. Yeah, it's another 2 to 3 a.m. deal. Easy, yeah. And so, like 9.30, something around there in the morning, I've only been asleep for maybe three hours. Mm. And, I, and I get a phone call, and it's the GM, and he's like, Hey, I need you to get in here. And I'm like, what's wrong with the money? Like, what did I fuck up? Right. Like, and he's what? like, no, it's not that. I just need you to get in here. Like, just come on in as soon as possible. And I'm like, is it what I fucking think? At that point, <laughs> only the managers and like some of the servers and staff who had been around a while 
had this fear that the owner was going to shut it down. Right. The, the writing's kind of on the wall. And like any other restaurant, that you, shit travels like know. wildfire, right? Right. You kind of know. You don't know, but maybe. But maybe. But if it it's even being like, brought up. Yeah. And it seemed like at that point we were ready to turn the corner. Like we were making a new menu. We had tested a bunch of good items, uh, had ordered a bunch of things for all of it, including New Year's. So I'm like, is it what I think it is? And he's like, just probably just come on in. Right. And hop on my bicycle. Uh, yeah. Ride. I ride there. They at this point, it should be like lights on opening time for lunch. Yeah. I mean, lunch you get shift. there around 10 or so. Yeah. I mean, I probably got there 1030, 1045. I took my time getting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As right. soon as possible, you say. Well, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to have a dart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm not, I'm not flying in. I just left there. Yeah, it didn't sound like an emergency. I'm going to kind of take my time here. Yeah, like I'll get there. Uh, but so it's a, about like yeah, probably like ten thirty, ten forty five. We would open normally at eleven for lunch. Were there and, any other stragglers or anything? I mean, few people that yeah, I think kind of came in right around the same time as me. But there were a lot of them that were our normal servers that were already there to work for to work lunch. the lunch shift. Yeah, yeah. And I should roll up. None of the none of the neon lights are on. Like, just no no opening side no work has open been done. Side work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I walk in and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, this it's is happening. It. It's happening, and it's on New Year's Eve. <sighs> it's the thirty first. I was like so pumped, and so yeah, the owner brings us to the bar area, gives his little speech about. So sorry, all your hard work has mattered, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But we're not going to stay open. And he wants to close it down right then. And in my head, I'm just my like, God, why the fuck would you not just have the new year? Yeah. Like if anything else, have that night and then and, you're done. And then you're done. Yeah. I mean, you would think even from like a tax perspective that that would still be fine, right? Like I, I still guess. the end of the year. Yeah, just maybe you shut the still sales let, down at midnight or whatever. No, I don't even think you mess with that. I think it's still just the business day, right? You know, I guess probably we'd probably have to count that way. I don't but, know. I've never shut down a restaurant on any, on anyone <laughs> right. on New Year's Eve in the middle of what seems like about to be the turnaround. One of the busiest ni nights of the year as yeah. well. So that's Part like my like lamer story. Um, you know, trying to think of some other good ones. I know that we had you and I had some fantastic fun ones. Well, definitely us. sparkled up as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those of you that don't know that you'll learn over time what it, what it takes to sparkle and, uh, how enjoyable it is. Yes. I mean, we would always dress up on random occasions, maybe, maybe cause it's Thursday, maybe, yeah. maybe cause it's an actual, you know, Valentine's or a new year's or something. Uh, but yeah, get dressed up, wear the ties, vests, yeah. looking sharp behind the bar. Yeah, exactly. Shaved into mustaches a few times, similar to our faces currently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think the one of the best ones was our, it was probably our uh, 2012 to 13 one. Hmm. I think that would have been the year that was the fun one for us. Yeah. Fun most of it until. Well, I mean, I know that there was some more climbing on top of bar and champagne spritzing. Yeah. Yeah. And and doing it with who, the, where would have that idea have ever come from? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who thought of it. <laughs> you know what we should do? You know what I haven't done in twelve years? <laughs> I haven't sprayed my bar down. <laughs> I haven't just yeah doused the crowd in champagne. Sh champagne showers, man. Yeah, I don't know what, who hates them, but I, some people apparently do. Uh, somehow, some way, <laughs> somebody can figure out a way to yeah make a bad day out of yeah, it. Yeah, make make that time sucky. Yeah, and that time it did happen. Yeah. That was the time when Phil was on the bar with us. Yeah. <laughs> Our the GM. Part owner and slash part GM. Owner. Yeah. On the bar with us. Spraying down everybody. Yeah. But everybody else seemed to have a great time except one woman. <sighs> one woman had a bad time. Possibly. It, it's not possibly the original Karen, but it was definitely a Karen. <laughs> I mean. Definitely a Karen. I'm sure Karens have existed in their element for thousands of years at this I point. I imagine so. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe their classification is different. Back right. Then, yeah. But. They've evolved. <laughs> but yeah. So she got all huffy because we got her dress all messed up with yeah, champagne. Yeah. Send me the cleaning bill. I don't know what to tell you. I think that's what he told her. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Likely, I went back to work. Likely what he did because thankfully he was there to just handle the whole damn thing. Exactly. 
Because, yeah, you and I went just right back to work and obviously had some shit to clean up now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we had those, like, big mirror balls that were hanging from the ceiling and those got, like, hit. Oh, of course not cleaning that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely... uh, Well, I mean, you know, it was as fine dining as you could get, really, for a sushi bar. Definitely, yeah. You know, so people go there, they dress up, they, you know, expect to have... Good service, you know, high quality food and, you know, a New Year's Eve. I could see where, you you know, you're wanting to have a nice night or whatever. But this was not early in the evening. We're not doing this at 7 p.m. And this was after midnight, after this, like, yeah, champagne the, the toast. ball drop and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's one thing if we basically at 9 o'clock turned into, like, a nightclub. Honestly, yes. That you know, with, with almost every food. night. Yeah, but, every night it was kind of like that. So... There's no way that they didn't know what was going on for leading up to that. Now, I don't know. Maybe the dress was thousands of dollars, whatever. I don't know. Right. I, again, thank, thankfully, there was uh, the GM to handle. Yeah, that's just, that one's just out in the ether. We'll just never know the answer to that question. Nope. And that's perfectly fine. That's exactly what yeah. I like about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he handled it. We didn't have to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody will hear this before they have experienced this year's New Year's. But going forward, if you don't go out much, still have the same amount of respect you would that you should all year long. Don't be waving money around uh, unless you intend to just throw it towards people. Because people, yeah, like, if you want to have a fliff night, that's different. We can fliff. cover that topic <laughs> down the road. But. Just generally, you know, be respectful to your people. Yeah, just be a person. Just be an enjoyable person. Like, if you're in, if you really have been mistreated, then okay. But like, and maybe people's definitions of that are different. But I mean, the whole point. I mean, it's the service industry. We're there to serve you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And have a damn good we time. Sign if we sign up for can. that part of the contract on our side too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we know so. what we're getting into. Absolutely. I mean, New Year's Eve in general, I think, is just an overhyped holiday, really. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to creating more content and helping the uninitiated learn about the service industry world. If you are enjoying the show, please do share, like, and subscribe. You can find us at sparkleuppod.com. That's with two Ps. We will be releasing merch soon as well. And if you are really enjoying the show, you can go to our Patreon to show your support. There's a link on our site, and we have many levels to choose from. Thanks again. Now back to the show. And at this point, I'd like to welcome our uh, esteemed Former uh, colleague and guest, uh, Jacob, that uh, we worked with, um, kind of backdoored up into each other um, down in Springfield. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Close we enough will to have to talk about the satellite or boomerang shots. Satellite boomerang shots are definitely going to come up tonight. Um, I mean, 100% have to. Yeah. So... Definitely something that was, uh, yeah, backdoor walking distance, a little further than I would have liked, unless, like, the, you know, you could kind of climb the fence over there. But uh, whenever we'd have a nice slammed night or somebody was getting uh, buried, we'd realize, you know, what we should probably do is we should probably pour two shots into little two ounce portion cups, put a little cap on them, and run them out the back door and then rip one down with our boy. <laughs> and then, uh, like, our night sucks. So Jacob's night probably also sucks. Yeah. We should probably do a shot. Jacob, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. Good. Hanging in it's been there. Been a long time, boys. I know. It's it great to have you, time. man. I mean, we, we we all don't live in the same town anymore. That's, no, now we're so across weird. the state from each other. Yep. Just one. I mean, it's probably for the best. <laughs> you say that. You don't you, mean that. You don't mean that. Yeah, no, don't I don't mean, mean that. that at all. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you got into the biz, man. I mean, like, what got you into so, it? So. I started doing this back in 2006. I used to work at a bar called Riyadh in downtown Springfield. Mm-hmm. And I played music there when I was not of age. And then when I was of age, continued to play music there. And one day, this lovely fellow named Luis Castillo, who <laughs> worked at Riyadh, oh, yeah. came out from behind the bar. 
He goes, hey, man, my other bartender now called No Show. He goes, instead of playing music, he goes, why don't you help me out tonight? If you don't like it, you don't ever have to do it again. <laughs> 2006. Like, sure, why not? Like, I mean, I was young. I was 21. Yeah. You know, freshly 21. It's like, yeah, this seems like a pretty good gig. So, playing behind the bar, taught me how to use cash register. Taught me what a pour count was. Boom. Yeah. And it was like, I assume steps. you know how to pour your own beer at this point. And it's like, yeah, I can figure that out. I'm good with that one. And he goes, man, I got to run there and I'll be back. Like 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops. It's about 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. So he gave you the crash um, course, and then boom, off you go solo? Yeah. There's absolutely no way this could go wrong. There's no way this could go wrong. No. Terrible. I mean, just, you know. Uh, anyway, so dude. first I started noticing people coming in from Charlie's. Sure. Right across the street. Yeah. Right across the street. And first guy comes up to me, and he goes, hey, can I get an adios, motherfucker? Love and it. I'm like, what? What the fuck is that? Yeah, he goes, an adios, motherfucker. And I go, I don't know what that is. And he goes... Well, where, where's your bartender at? I was like, well, he told me he had to run there, and, and they left a Bible, you know, essentially, like yeah, a yeah. drink Bible, you know, by the cash register. And he looks at me, and he goes, go grab that book and make that drink the exact way he tells you to make it. If you do not make it correctly, I'm going to send it back. Okay. No pressure. So, no pressure. Just oh. getting right yeah, in there. Just oh, yeah. getting right in there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just make, make it a you know, modified Long Island with right. Blue Carousel and Bacardi 151 in it. Yeah. Also a very light drink, very casual. Yeah, that's definitely an adult know, drink low ABV. for somebody that knows what they want. <laughs> right. So kind of stuff like this with different employees on the street, like Icon, Big Whiskeys. This was happening for a couple hours at minimum. Yeah. And then they would just... Yeah, I'll rack up the bill, pay, but not tip me because they wanted to see how I'd react. What? Well, I mean, really? That's I how they really got go the, out to eat, the first one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible hazing. That is a nice. harsh hazing. Harsh hazing. And so this went on, and I didn't really think anything of it. I mean, I, like I said, yeah, well, I didn't really eat out a lot as a kid. And if we did, it was like... Uh, old country buffet or like Tony Romo's or something you know right. that you know super corporate and so Lewis came back a couple hours later and goes oh you passed your first test and handed me a big sack of cash that was my tips there it is okay you're like and what? from that moment on I was like yeah I kind of like doing this I mean kind of a weird wonky way to get into it but For I kind of sure. like doing this yeah. getting had in a stack of cash never hurts anything no especially when you're 21 years old yeah, yeah exactly. right. You're like, uh, okay. Uh, th- thanks. It's like, cool. Now I can go over to Charlie's and spend this on Dollar Coors Lights. Yeah. <laughs> spend, spend part of it on Dollar Coors Lights, hopefully. And, and then tip all the rest. I mean, you know, had to, I mean, rent and stuff had to be paid too, but. Right, right. Right, yeah. Well, so, I mean, as we're just kind of fresh off the heels of uh, New Year's Eve, let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Uh, some of, not only just your most recent experience, but like, some of the more memorable ones that stick out to you. I mean, obviously, this one that's you know just happened probably is the easiest one to reference. If there's anything silly that came up, or no, no this year's New Year's Eve was fairly calm. I mean, it you know where the bar that I work at in particular is more of a neighborhood regular nice. industry people kind of bar. So the best. So kind. yeah. Yeah, the best kind. So those those kind of people, if they come in, they came in way early and were gone by the time the sun went down. Yeah. And so, you know, you got a pop of, you know, your 21, 24-year-olds. But, you know, every purpose is that 21-year-olds now will tip 20%. Where, like, 10 years ago, I would say that that wouldn't be a thing at all. No, Agreed. you're absolutely right. They did I, not. And I, and I think I attribute a lot of it is that their parents probably worked in the service industry. Where, like, my parents never, I mean, right. we never even went out to eat, right. let alone, you know. So I think there's a big difference between the, you know, when we were 21 and the kids who are 21 now and their, you know, relationship with, you know, restaurants and bars, you know, and carry out food, et cetera, et cetera. Um, no, I mean, you know, this is what I would consider to be the first, like, true non-COVID, you know, New Year's Eve, and it was pretty calm. I mean, people yeah. pretty well behaved. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's um, always good. Yeah, in the past, I would say not always the case. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
You know, I mean, we I've worked at bars where we just handed out the bottles of champagne without flutes or <laughs> any sort of cup or anything. Just said, share with your friends. Those right. are pretty fun times. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah, go <laughs> fuck yourself. I mean, yeah, I mean, in the moment, it's a lot of fun. And then when everyone leaves and there's champagne spilt everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, then you kind of regret doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a lot to clean up, as as is tradition. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think people just have gotten, you know, a lot smarter. I mean, I think dinner's become more prevalent where, you know, people like to go out to eat on New Year's Eve. Right. And then go to house parties. Right, so they'll go out for the food and the, like, you know, server experience, have a good table meal, something nice to eat. Yeah, maybe a fixed menu, whatever. Right. And then be like, you know what? I'm going to go party with my friends where we can vomit and not worry about uh, how everyone right. thinks or, that we look. Right, or, pay, or, or avoid <laughs> going to, you know, a club or a venue that's going to charge you 80 to to $100 for all you could drink wells and you're going to spend over an hour just to get a drink. Sounds, yeah, exactly. Familiar. Four deep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amateurs all over the place that have no idea what they're doing. Like, coming up to the bar and yeah. be like, so what do you have? Like, and it's like you had an hour to think this through. <laughs> think this through. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like here. Let me tell you. I'm just gonna get you a vodka soda. Just gonna, <laughs> let's keep let's, it simple. Let's just get you a vodka soda. What's your favorite color? I'll make it that way. I'll right. make it that color. Yeah. yeah oh that, man, that stuff's ridiculous. What yeah. Can I mean, you remember of like in your day at this point? First off, at this point, give everybody like a clue. How many years behind the stick have you been? I mean, probably off and on a total of over 16 years. That's right. about right. Yep. Sounds good to me. And so in that 16 years, can you think of one of the nights that just like stands out, one of the New Year's that you had to work that we were just like, what's with all these fucking amateurs? Oh, I want to say there was a couple of times in Springfield in particular where... <laughs> Yeah, people rolling over from Boogie Bubble Zan oh coming over into skinnies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe four or five Boogie Bowls deep or half a handful of Rumples deep. Yeah. Oh, good old Rumple. And, it, and then, yeah, it's discovering terrible, terrible things in the bathroom after <laughs> everyone's cleared oh out. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> terrible, unforgivable things. <laughs> and, and I think what's even worse what about you- those kind of the amateur crowds is that, like, no one will give you a heads up on anything. I mean, it's like the same no. thing. Like, up here, it's like, you know, if it's a younger crowd or amateur night kind of crowd, there might be, like, urine all overflowing or, like, vomit. Right. Just out in the open. And like people have been coming and going in and out of that bathroom for probably at least two hours. And oh nobody says God, a word. And no one has said a damn word. And, and no one says a word. It's like, how do you not say a word to anyone? I just don't understand. Like, too. I think the first thing I would do is if I went into like any establishment and saw like even water overrunning out of the sink, I'd go and tell someone so that that person doesn't walk into a mess two or three hours later. Right. A serious And not mess, just a yeah. mess, but because two or three hours it passed and it does and it's already shit. It's gonna be yeah. It's already it's already it's already too late. Yeah, five times yeah. worse. Yeah, it's horrific. Yeah, I mean, it just just wild to me that people will just be like, eh, whatever. Not my like, problem. Yeah, those signs. Yeah. By the way, the signs on like every public bathroom, especially at restaurants, bars, and whatnot, that says if the bathroom is like dirty, broken, whatever, please tell management. Those are those are there for a reason. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. Are, those of you listening, up. please do. To those uninitiated, please please let us know. <laughs> Even just to let me know, like, hey, paper towel dispenser ran out. Like, I mean, they're automated paper towel dispensers now, so it's like, you know. Yeah. And, and I try not to be a wasteful person, so I try to use the entire roll so that I'm not taking, you know, a roll that's this small and just throwing it in the trash just so I can put a new one on. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, all you have to do is literally come up to the bar and be like, hey, uh, paper towels are out, man. Cool, I'll go. Give me 30 seconds. I'll go do that for you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Knock that out for you. <laughs> like. I know where the backup is. I know where. Yeah, the key well, you don't is. ever see that on New Year's Eve, though. That that never happens. You know, that's that's just no. people. So, I mean, are their worst selves. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of really my, my experience is because you know I've not worked in anything that would you know on New Year's Eve that's been in like fine dining and it's been mostly casual bars. It's so for the most part, you know, you kind of you know your regulars kind of stay away. Yeah, and you just kind of get popped at like midnight or eleven thirty, and then you know pretty much everyone's gone by bar close. I mean, they have to be. Yeah. Right. Well, let's see. Yeah. We have to do that. Yeah. 
Now, did you experience personally, and if you don't want to share, that's fine, or see any of uh, the well-known make-out bandits that exist on New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can see love in the eyes at 11.55. Oh, my God. That's it right so there. Good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And it may be a one-time thing, or you know, maybe that couple comes back yeah. in a couple weeks later, and yeah, yeah, they're they're actually like kicking it now. I know straight that's, up going to get you pregnant, girl. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a few people that that's happened to. Oh my god! Little New Year's New Year's Eve hookup, and then right. a couple months later, find out that they're Sept- having a baby. September baby. I am a September baby, so it was probably my parents. That's probably how they did it. But it, <laughs> they were married already, which you know. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I yeah. mean. But I'm, I'm saying these are definitely people out of wedlock that I know that, oh, yeah. if, you know, met, met someone and then, you know, a couple months later, it's like, oh, I'm about to have a baby here in seven months. <laughs> and you're huh. like, huh, how'd that happen? But, uh, what, what, how'd, yeah. that, how'd that work out? It, it's like, it, it definitely do not blame me for that. Yeah, I cannot. It's like, we, I, I can't we, drink on Valentine's Day now. Your animation intake is on you. Yeah, I, exactly. You know, I can only facilitate to a certain, certain point. I can cut you off. Right. But... But yeah. what you do when you leave that bar, that is yeah, you gotta you know, take, gotta no t- longer my business. Gotta take That's some true. accountability. That's true. I get, I get, yeah, I could just laugh about it later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually we're just all fuck. As behind the bar, we're just doing our best to get everybody the damn champagne or whatever shot we're about to do with everybody. But you're damn right. Like, you just look around and you're like, they're about to make out. Yep. Uh, that girl is real mad because whoever she was going to make out with is now gone or drunk or, or making both. out with somebody else <laughs> or with someone else yeah and then yeah then you got your lonely dude just sitting at the bar just staring off in his face yeah trying to trying to like yeah. put out the vibe but he, the vibe he's putting out is loneliness yeah. <laughs> it's not working for him yeah sounds yeah. all too familiar I mean you know. <laughs> I mean, this stuff happens on a fairly regular basis without New Year's Eve. Well, that's, I mean, there's that, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be New Year's Eve, you know, focused for that that kind of stuff to arise, for sure. But it is always a, you know, that's the free entertainment that you get from being behind the bar that you, well, I guess, you know, we get kind of desensitized to it, right? Because we just see the same behavior patterns over and over. So you're just kind of like, oh, yep, just like, he was saying, it's just like, yeah, you know, they're going to make out. That girl's mad. <laughs> you can see that shit coming. Right. He's lonelier than hell. You can see it hell. coming, but I mean, I still find it entertaining. Oh, absolutely. I, agree. I think so, too. I mean, I mean, it's it's a what I would consider to be a perk of the job. <laughs> right. That, I can stand back and just watch all this controlled chaos happen. Exactly. That's for sure. I mean, and, and, hope, and hope that it doesn't get to an outside of controlled chaos situation. Sure. Right, I think, uh-huh. and that's part of the job too, right? Like we we're kind of responsible to be controlling of that chaos. In yeah, a way. we're kind of the dice man there at that point. What? Uh, how big? How big is this? Like kind of casual, regulars type of bar that you're at now, roughly. So we seat fourteen at the bar. We have six high top tables, five booths. And then we have a front patio and a back patio. Okay, so... So, I mean, on a pretty busy night, you could definitely get 200-plus people in there with two or three bartenders. No no servers, no food runners. Right, everybody just comes to the bar, get their shit, and then... Well, no, I mean, we still try to provide table service as much as possible. Now, when the kitchen closes at 10 or 11... Yeah, then it kind of changes... Then then it, it, yeah, it kind of changes because after that point, it's like, all right, if we're packed, like we, we're not having to run food anymore, you know, bus, whatever, come to us. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cool thing about the bar that I work at is that we are known for our mystery beers. Oh. Mystery beers? Just at the Wizard. No, it's at a bar called High Dive Lounge on 39th Street in Kansas City. Shout um, out High Dives. I might want to say that just a so we um, we're known for the mystery beer machine. So we have a vending machine behind the bar that uh, has a row of Bush Light, Montucky PBR hams, and then three mystery rail beers, and then oh all twelve ounce cans. Nice, and everything's three. They're all three dollars. And so I go over and say, people want a round of four mystery beers. I go push 
button four times and what beers come out is what you get so sometimes you get a nice craft beer and sometimes you're getting a cold 45 or a natty daddy eight percent straight yeah. rocket fuel so though, for those that don't know it's not natural light it is natural light's father it is not natural light there is natural light in there but right there is also not natty a lot. daddy in there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that's a pretty it's cool a, idea. Look at groups of you know, 10 and 12 who order 12, 24 mystery beers at a time. Damn, that's Just pretty so cool. Push them, crack them open, grab that card, swipe it, and either keep it open or move on. Nice. That's pretty awesome. So it's And it's always it's just three bucks for the mystery beer, no matter what it is. Yeah, no matter what. Love that roulette. That's a pretty good one. And then, yeah, like I said, you can also choose Montucky, PBR, Hams, and um, Bushlight. Yeah. There it is. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad call. You know. No, I mean, all wells are four bucks. I mean, it's pretty reasonably priced bar. I mean, I think the most expensive, like, whiskey is maybe 12 bucks a pour. Yeah, so you just got that. I mean, honestly, like, that's always been my favorite bar to either work or go to, really. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, just the, the sweet neighborhood bar. Everybody kind of knows everybody, but you can have just, like, a chill time. You can You can rage it up with your friends if you want because, you know. If you're yeah. going, if you're going too hard, usually the bartender's like, "Boys, that's enough." Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we even on the bottom of our receipts, the kind of the motto is "Sorry for partying." <laughs> nice. I mean, we're, we're we're definitely known to allow people to party, but on the opposite end, most everyone has enough respect there to not do anything stupid. That's yeah, good. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like so I've not had to really ever like kick anyone out there. It's been very rare. Um, it's rare that I ever had to clean up vomit or other gross shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Well, do you yeah, know? I mean, I'd say, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have regulars who are 21 years old, and I have a couple of regulars who are in their early 80s, and kind of a mix of everyone in between, everyone from gun punk kids to doctors and lawyers. Damn wow. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like again, that's that, that's what that neighborhood bar is all about. It's the actual corner corner watering hole. That that idea of everyone's welcome. You're here to have a good time. You're all getting the same service. It's very egalitarian. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just don't be an asshole. Right. right. Just don't, don't be, be an asshole. Don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> all, that's all we ask. Yeah. For sure. It's so simple. All right. So I think you may have seen one of the things that we have for you. And I think we're going to start doing this a little bit more with our guests. And we're kind of excited to see how it goes. Um, when we sent you the notes, I don't know if you paid attention to this part, but we've said an MFK. Do you remember MFK? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Marry one, fuck one, kill one. Yeah, I mean, he's like, yeah, oh, I, I, I am a millennial after all. Okay. That is that's a fair point. And so we decided we were going to start playing this game with like either spirits or a specific drink or something like that. And so we came up with one for you and we want to hear how you, uh, how you go through this one. All now, right. So. Now, do you want to read these to them in the way that we've typed them up, or do you want to do you want to mystery roll them to? I think mystery roll them. I think mystery roll them. Why All don't right. You go ahead and give so us the order. You, how about you pick. how about this? You give us a number between one and three, in an order of your choice, and then we'll we'll rattle off uh, the first one. He picks Wait, number p- three first. Door number three. Behind door number three, we have Old Overholt Rye. Hmm. Okay. Ew. Okay. So that's a that's one. Yeah. Okay. So ruminate on that a little bit. Get that in your mind. Yeah. Let it, let it simmer in there. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. The next one, classic. And I know um, that we, we did a lot of shots with this one. Would have been Buffalo Trace. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So far, holding up. I, I I'm pretty familiar with old Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Thought so, Miss, Miss Tracy. If she's fancy, right? She's feeling, <laughs> she's feeling a little randy. And then we're just going to cap it off with the probably the staple of uh, Jameson, Jameson Irish whiskey. Yeah, industry standard, right there. Right. So, I know. Yeah, you got to. The problem with that is you got to kill one. Yeah. You got to claim one as as your as your own forever. Uh, I mean, so I'm just going to go ahead and marry Miss Tracy. I had a feeling. feeling. Buffalo Trace. I mean, just the the combination of it having a little bit of heat. It does have some sweetness to it. It just is easy to either shoot, sip on, drink on the rocks. 
Um, I'd probably kill old Overholt rye. Uh, I'm not crazy about rye whiskey, and that one's got a quite a bit of heat to it. Yeah, that's okay. And you I mean, gotta, fuck Jameson. You're gonna put your dong right, right at Jameson. <laughs> yep, gotta do it. And it's it's a mutual thing because <laughs> once you get start, started on it, <laughs> he's never gonna do you wrong. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. Every bar has it. Yeah. Yeah. It still is a very prevalent bartender shot of choice. Oh, yeah. Well, I was curious because we were were looking at throwing some other curveballs in there, and we kind of decided, like, let's kind of keep it in the whiskey realm. Yeah, some some easier. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'd still... I still like whiskey, bourbon, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to now? Where do you go now? I mean, if it's taking shots, it's definitely still Buffalo Trace. I mean, if I'm having a nicer glass, probably Old Forster Birthday Celebration. Uh, some of the High West stuff's really good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Cocktail-wise, I have pretty much exclusively moved on to D-Betty Grapefruit Vodka and Club Soda with a lime. Huh. It's real, just real basic. <laughs> right. <laughs> How's your sundress? It's, uh, it's also 70 proof, which is not even which better. Which also helps. Right. That's the tamer. thing, dude. It's like, you know, because you know if you go out, you know, especially a place where you know people that are working, there's going to be shots. So it's wise to have something that's a little tamer. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's going to be shots. They're, the pours are going to definitely not be a standard three ounce double pour. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're going to get the gentleman's lean on the pour there. I like it. Yeah, yeah I, think but, I mean, that's that's, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, you know, industry people, especially old school industry people, are pretty close with each other. I mean, I know my bartenders where I go. You know, typically know what they do in life. You know, outside of work, and yeah. you know what they like, what they don't like, what kind of crowds they like, what kind of crowds they definitely do not like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, bringing that up, like crowds that you like, what you don't like, I'm going to kind of tie us back into a little New Year's Eve here. So let's say, Jacob, that you have a New Year's Eve that you don't work and money is not an issue. Uh, time to get there or whatever is not an issue. What would you do? Where would you go and why? I mean, I would probably have take myself to a fairly nice dinner. Yeah, you know, whether it be like sushi, that. nice sushi place, uh, nice French restaurant. Um, okay. I typically avoid steakhouses because I think steakhouses are kind of whatever. Um, except okay. if it's Capital Grill. I, I mean, I will go splurge on a you know good steak and a Stoli Doli at Capital Grill. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then, I mean, I'm probably trying to catch either some live music of some sort, whether it be a cover band an actual band coming through town or, you know, going listening to jazz music until three o'clock in the morning. I like that. Yeah. That's not, you know, I don't that's need, not a choice. I don't need to be in a club. I'm not really a club person unless there's an actual DJ that I want to go see. Yeah. Um, you know, dive bars are fun for, you know, holidays. Uh, I would say one of my favorite, you know, New Year's Eve was, you know, a couple, maybe a couple years before COVID, came down to Springfield to go see Big Smith perform at the Goys. Oh, man. Hell nice yeah. One. And they did a three-hour-long set on New Year's Eve. That was a great time to ring in the New Year. Man, that's Damn fantastic. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, that's more of my alley. I mean, I'm not even crazy about, you know, house parties necessarily, unless I know everyone there. Right. I mean, I have some idiot friends of mine who like to throw house parties and then next thing you know there's 450 500 people oh in the house yeah no no thanks <laughs> no it's not a house party it's just turn, taking the bar and brought it to the, your house yeah, you, just, you just all of a sudden now own a bar and, at least at the bar and like i said at least at the bar i know most everyone yeah right. exactly You'd be like hey man you're out of paper towels right exactly <laughs> right yeah so, I mean, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, you know, if I'm off on New Year's Eve, that's kind of the way I go. I really don't care to even stay up till midnight. Right. I cherish any, you know, any night that I have off is kind of nice because I don't have to be up past midnight. Exactly, right. yeah. Yeah. You can actually go to bed at a, a more reasonable hour, if you will. Right. Yeah, instead of going to bed at 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning, I can actually go to bed at like 11. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, exactly. So, what's your bar close there? Is it one thirty? 
So we close at midnight Sunday through Thursday, one thirty on Friday and Saturdays. Oh, now we could we could technically stay open until one thirty um, Monday through Thursday, but after since COVID, we we just don't find that there are a lot of people staying out that late. Yeah. Not during the week, no. It's very, it's very and, rare. It, well, I mean, Kansas City has three a.m. bar districts, so I mean, if you're already planning on being out past midnight, you're probably already at the three a.m. bar. Yeah, you're going yeah. that route. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that so I mean, sense. you know, it's like I tell people, it's like you know, you know, people ask, it's like, well, you close at midnight when I go. It's like there's this three a.m. bar and there's this three a.m. bar, this three a.m. bar. Like, yeah. think you're poison. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. All right. Well, I know that you. Uh, so yeah, and then yeah, we. We're, we're open seven days a week. Um, we're open pretty much on every holiday. Okay, so you guys will get some so of that. I've done Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and those kinds of crowds. Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas. Yeah, definitely. So I was going to say though, I know that you had told me, or at least texted me, that you were prepped with your five things that make you awesome. I am. Are you oh. ready with stories of some of them too? Well, oh, of course. Oh, my God. God I love it. it. All I right. Mean, be Hell fucking yeah. awesome with it. He does not disappoint. Okay. All right. Well, uh, now that we can, I think um, that we've already com- griped enough about New Year's Eve. I think let's get awesome. Yeah, let's get a little awesome here. Yeah, let's get awesome. So, I mean, it's no, We're always awesome, no particular order, whatever, you know. So just because the first one you read is the first one doesn't mean it's number one. So just to preface right. for those that are listening, like the awesome list is just things that make you awesome see what you got mm-hmm. um something that a lot of people probably would not know about me is that i am a pretty avid coachella goer <laughs> nice <laughs> nice i knew that but that's i've known you pretty well influencer <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> behind the scenes no, i'm not no nice. influencer but um I, i've been out there th- three times we're considering going for a fourth this year um very nice. You kind of get to, it's like adult Disneyland. You kind of get to do whatever you want. Yeah. Who's the without person? Without anyone like judging you or anything. Right. Who's the person or band that so far out of the three times you've been has just blown your fucking mind? Well, I'll give you two of them. Uh, one was Empire of the Sun. And that was my first year on my very first day of being there. Damn. I skipped Radiohead to watch it, and they played for over two hours with four costume changes. <laughs> Fucking right, um, they did. <laughs> may, may or may not have been on substances, but that's neither here or there. Correct. Right. Um, and, then, and then at the end, uh, the guitar player took his very expensive Gibson Les Paul and just shattered it all over the stage. Oh, my gosh. As my friends Kylie and Craig stayed next to me, and all three of us are just point sweat because we're just like uh what just happened right mm-hmm. why would you do that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um and then year two uh seeing jumeriquai seeing oh, like a proper god. funk band yeah. that's that they don't come to america ever uh two and a half hour long set uh, we were fortunate enough to even though it's just i mean what he's known for did virtual insanity is kind of what made him pop you know, right. pop, popular. You know, they, uh, the Weekend One, which is definitely a little bit more the influencer L.A. side of a festival, as opposed to Weekend Two is kind of like a normal music festival. Uh, us Weekend Two people were the ones who got Virtual Insanity. They did not get that on Weekend One. Oh, okay. All right. So that was a nice thing to kind of hold over, like, hey, hey, hey you stupid influencers. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's freaking If you ever think about going, you want to go Weekend Two. There you Heard go. That. See, that's an insider, insider, uh, insider take. Yeah, insider opinion right there. Love it. Love it. So Coachella. Um, I'm a big history and politics nerd. If you've nice. ever spent any time with me outside of work, um, that is initially what I majored in in college was history and political science. Very um, nice. I actually wanted to go work for the State Department. Oh, okay. Oh, and nice. then... Uh, per some decisions I made in my early 20s, <laughs> learned that I was probably going to be disqualified for working for the State Department or any sort of government agency. Perfect Coachella so, segue, segue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've done a Civil War re- reenactment before. 
Are you oh, serious? Man, that's badass. That's fucking yeah. amazing, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I had a friend of mine's dad who used to do it, and he asked me one year if I wanted to come along, and I said, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fucking so I, I, I was definitely a union soldier. I might be a Southern Missouri boy, but I am definitely a pro-union. Sure. Camp. Um, Dude, that's awesome. I've been travel, you know, Travel quite a bit to see, you know, sites in Rome and in Eastern Europe and Turkey and Greece Dude. and, you know, eventually later on life, if I retire from bartending, which we'll see how long my body will hold up with that. <laughs> Knock on wood. Everything's been pretty yep, good. Right. Yep. Got you. Um, we got you. Would I go back and get my master's and PhD and just growing out a real long wizard beard and being an old man professor. Damn right. I can see that being yeah, a real good fit for you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's always been, you know, kind of a, another, you know, side of me is that, you know, I'm really, you know, I, I vote, you know, vote in every election. Um, like to try to stay, you know, pretty on top of current events, what's going on in the world. My my family's very multicultured. So, very nice. Yeah, you know, my uh, nephew is, half, or is part Ukrainian. He has family members who have had to leave the Ukraine. Oh, man. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Can't even imagine that right now. No. Yeah, so, um, you know, that's kind of the other side, of, you know, and then, oh, another, let's see. I don't know if they're at three or four, I, you know, like. I think you rattle, I mean, you kind of. I think it's a, kind of like two. Oh, um, that's two? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a very, very big music nerd. Uh, I have been since I've been a small child. My uh, first concert that I was ever taken to was, um. Ted Nugent was the opener. Oh, damn. Whoa. Deep Purple was the support act. And then Leonard Skinner was the finale. Your first show was a fucking Leonard Skinner concert. My first show. <laughs> no big deal. It was a Leonard Skinner concert. Deep Purple. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Ted Nugent, who I'm not the biggest fan of. Right. Uh, definitely shot the flaming arrow at the Buffalo and, you know. And then you became a Buffalo Trace fan and, from then on. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what, you know. That's at a very young age. Full circle here. Uh, I've probably into, been to at least probably 4,000, 5,000 different artists live. Jesus Christ, dude. Over, over the course of, see, probably over 20 years. Sure. So That's, you go well, very I mean, regularly. Yeah, I, I, my, my, friends, my friends have made fun of me in the past, being like, yo, how much money do you think you would have saved had you not gone to all those shows? And I'm like, yeah, but what is money? Right, exactly. I had a good time going to those shows. How much I experience would I would have missed shows. if I didn't go to those shows? Yeah, exactly. It's especially if it's something you love that yeah, much. It's you what I do. Fucking go do it, man. Exactly. We yeah. Got, we got this one life here. Let's, let's use it. Yeah, I mean, look at our dumb faces doing this. I mean, it's like, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why, why not? I mean, you know, I mean, we're only on this earth once. Exactly. <laughs> so. exactly. Oh, I like the underlying uh, message there. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, we're only on this earth once. I hear you, big cat. Pick I'm going to do things, you know, and test your comfort level, and, you know, it's kind of fun to bullshit about things. Damn right. Absolutely. So at that point, I guess you're on three. Um, is that three? That's three. I yeah, like that he's always three. got a good piece with it, too. Dude, you put some effort into this. I, I really appreciate that. Dude, it's been, this is an awesome, awesome list. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what else? Oh, I'm not, a, I'm not a big TV watcher. Nice. Okay, yeah. In this day and age of, like, Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and, you know, this, that, and everything else, um, I really don't watch a lot of series. Uh, I don't watch a lot of television unless it involves sports for the most part. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Or live music. Uh, I am a diehard Kansas City Royals, Chiefs. Uh, I do like me some St. Louis Blues, boys. That's hey, what's up. That's what's shout up. out, Blues. Yeah. Shout out, Blues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, as you too well know, I am a no Cardinals fan, you know, being sure. from Springfield. That's okay. Sure. That's all right. It's all right. Just, just kind of part of the ra- way I was raised. You like what you like. That's good. Yeah. Healthy competition is uh, good I've for I've not us. been back to a Chiefs playoff game since 2016. I've actually not gone to any of the ones that Mahomes has been in. Out of like pure terror that they're going to lose. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <I've been> to... <laughs> 
I was there in 95, and Lynn Elliott missed us three field goals. Oh, oh my gosh. We lost. I was there in 97 when they, Marty decided to go back to Gerbach instead of Gannon. Oh. And we lost 14 10. That was the first time I saw Goldman cry in public. <laughs> uh, I was there in 2003 as a junior in high school where we played the Colts. The other team punted. We fumbled late. They scored and we lost. Holy cow. And then I was there in 2016 when the, we scored two touchdowns and the Steelers kicked six field goals oh my and beat God. us by kicking six field goals. Kicking six that is. So, so needless to say, I've. Um, I've not been back. Right. Just taking taking a uh, a breather. Yeah, a multi-year <laughs> breather, and I still can't decide if I'm going to go back or not. <laughs> Man. Out of just pure superstition. What, yeah. Is it only so playoffs? Like, will you, even, will you go to regular I'll season? I'll go to regular season okay. games. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Pure superstition. Yeah, regular season games are fine. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I just don't, you know, I don't want to mess with any juju on, you know, showing up, they lose another one, and then, you know, I'm just going to stay away for 50 years. (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, I mean, as a, you know, as Blues fans, you know, we get to live one little tiny dream, which was amazing, but yeah, it's, you know, 50 plus years of of like, oh, nope, can't do it. All the superstitions in the world, like, can't go. Right. Well, I mean, that, that's how it was for all my sports teams up until a few years ago. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, think I'm, I was with you when KC finally won, wasn't I? For, for, yeah, we for World for Series. Yeah, we had that side room of Skinny Slims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Spraying champagne seems to be a theme in this. It's the New Year's Eve. a lot of champagne, and then the police came by and said, hey, Blue Bowl's going to be allowed to stand until three for you guys. Wow, that's right. Which, that's probably the nicest thing that Springfield PD has ever done. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't have anything else to do. There's no crime. So, yeah. That's another, yeah, that's you, another topic. I was in Springfield last week, and you, you could ask some of the Southsiders, and they're like, oh, downtown Springfield's dangerous. I'm like, dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> you dangerous. That's the, that's the word you use, is dangerous. You don't know what danger is. Yeah. Doesn't sound like you've ever lived in a city. No. <laughs> yeah. That sounds Springfield is a joke. It's not. It's not dangerous. Not in the least. No. Wait. So is that um, four? That was four. Mm-hmm. But so I guess the last interesting fact about me is so I'm a weird combination of hillbilly and city boy. So I am. I am originally from Springfield, Missouri. Oh. And spent my first twelve years on there. Then I did middle school, high school up here in Kansas City. Lived in Hawaii for a while. I didn't went know back that. to Missouri State, came back up here, went back to Springfield, came back up here. So, you know, I have this weird innate mix of, you know, I love city life. I like having museums, music venues, food, beverage, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, within, you know, even walking distance to a certain degree. And I like being out in the middle of nowhere. I like being on float trips in southern Missouri or, you know, camping, you know, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Damn right. Yes. There's something about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's it is something. There is something special about the the yeah. middle of nowhere when, when you can just do it right. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah the nice thing about yeah. You know, I mean, my friends up here had never been on a float trip before. Right. And they're like, "What do you mean that's you crazy. guys have not been on a float trip?" And they're like, "They're like, well, what river? Missouri River?" And it's like, "No, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you don't know. No, that's, no, that's, that's too not much. Do it. No, that's, that's too much work. No. There's barges. No. Yeah. No." That's danger like, we'll, zone. We'll start you off on the Niangua. We'll ease you in. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. just a little baby guy. And then, and then go to some of the nicer, cleaner rivers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not saying anything about the Ni- bad about the Niangua. I've had plenty of good times on the Niangua River. Right. Damn right. Shout out and, Niangua. And obviously, Thanks. not talking bad about the river itself. It's obviously just that sometimes when there's too many people, it becomes nasty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, solid, you know, several thousand on a Saturday in the summertime on the Niangua. Mm-hmm. Too with much. you know barrages of rafts yeah. that if you don't get out of the way they'll run you over yeah, yeah 84,000 jello shots and yeah whatever. and that most people just yeah. throw out in the pick up your trash people by pick the way god trash. damn it public service yeah, announcement pick up your trash. Like, that's that's my yeah, last public service don't be an asshole. Don't, let me don't be dick let me know when the paper towels are out pick up your trash and pick up your fucking trash yeah we uh <laughs> we, we did on Nangle one year we found this uh, park finch that was out in the middle of the river and so we took two of the canoes and put each 
rag of the park bench in each canoe, like slid them in so that they would sit as a table. Nice. Put all the beers in a third canoe and tied that off behind us. And then we sat on the picnic table and just and floated down the river for about a mile. Oh my god, that's pretty and amazing. So one of the outfitters saw us doing this and was like, "Hey, we're gonna call the cops if you don't put that what park bench." But Dad was like, "We just want to change venues with it. That's all we were trying to do. Right, it's just change right. of perspective." But you, like you said, you found it in the middle of the river. It's not like you stole it from a campsite. It was in the middle of the river. I mean, somebody did it was meant to be road. It was yeah, yeah. like we created our own, own like water park ride. Yeah, <laughs> we just had to be really good at it. And, and you were good enough to get in trouble. Good enough to get in trouble. I mean, good enough to beg you at least a mile. That's right. Ass. As, as everyone just is sitting there, just not knowing even what to think about uh, not actually being in the canoe, but being on a park bench. That was sat inside two canoes. Yeah, on exactly. the water. On the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that decision was probably sponsored by Bush Light, would be my guess. Right. Possible Bush Light, mystery beer. Throwing I mean, that out there. Still, I mean, that's still, I mean, you know, still the river beer choice for me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great flow trip beer. Well, those are beautiful, awesome was Jacob. And again, I think. Blew like it we, out of the water, not to yeah, we, colloquialize. We <laughs> blew it out of the water onto a park bench mm-hmm. table. And yeah, exactly. But man, you're, this has yeah, been fantastic. Everything comes full circle. Damn right it says. Yeah. Exactly. This has been a wonderfully fantastic fucking interview. You're, as always, a gem. I, I do kind of wish we lived in the same town, although we may get into more trouble if we were I mean, we, we might have to flirt I mean, with a little trouble either over there or over here at some point soon, but... I mean, I've not been to St. Louis in quite some time. The sad thing is I've passed through it a few times, but it's been going to, like, Chicago or yeah. going to Louisville. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. No but um, one of these days, you know, I... You know, typically some... About one week in a month, I either have a Saturday, Sunday off or, you know, Friday, Saturday, something that nature, so... Um, one might come over going to a hockey game and then mm-hmm. get into shenanigans from there. That sounds like yeah. a good idea. You say when, buddy, we will be available. 100%. For I sure. Mean, I'll leave my I won the Fantasy Baseball League shirt, shirt at home. Oh. You had to go there with it. I almost it. thought about making <laughs> just for today's occasion. But oh, I, nice. I'd be afraid. I want to go. Those of you not uh, aware at home, there was a fantasy baseball league, and our handsome young gentleman, Jacob, took the crown. I believe this was his first year in as well. No? I think or it was his second. second year. Second yeah, year. Yeah, this was my second year. Okay, yeah. second year. That's right. We, you brought us an extra You brought friend, us finally. dead money, and then he actually held out for a while. Yeah. Did you get completely yeah. paid? I did. Okay. That's what's important. Yeah, I'm, we are good. We're good to go. I'm ready to go again next season. I bet I'm you sure, fucking Yeah, are. well, the draft will be coming <laughs> up, and freaking it'll be like... You know, a month and a half, but it'll feel like three weeks, so whatever. But yeah. I mean, I mean as soon as football's over, we're pretty much getting yeah. either March Madness and baseball season. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yep. And not for St. Louis, but playoff hockey right after that. <laughs> right now. Right now. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, you never know. they were in last place in 2019. Right. Damn right. Yeah. They, were, they were dead last. That's true. Weird yeah. things have happened. Yeah. For our. For our our club to win again we just have to completely have no hope at all and then we can win yeah i mean there you go you can check that out yeah Ooh, i like that <laughs> yeah yeah all yeah, right man. I, mean, you know, I get it, i get good do the next few weeks of football that's uh yes, priority exactly. a is to go win another super bowl and throw another parade in downtown Kansas city knock on all the wood yeah i think you you. Just, i think we just yeah exactly yeah. I mean, the last parade was a lot of fun, so... I mean, when is a parade not fun? Hmm. I think, I I think it's, probably it's like only... It's parade, but I mean, if it's for your sports team... Probably only when you're JFK. Ooh. Too soon? Nope. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Nope. That is a 100% fair answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, and on that note... Um, Let's give it, if you want, let's give it another little uh, shout out to what, High Dive? Absolutely. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's post that. Yep, it's called the High Dive Lounge. It is on uh, West 39th Street. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, you can go eat barbecue at a restaurant called Q39. I also used to work there. No and then pop down and see me for some mystery beers and shots of Jameson. Yeah, there but you definitely go. not Old Overholt. 
F that shit. <laughs> I mean, we have old, old overhaul. It's yeah, but there. you're not drinking it. You're killing that. I, no, I have I have one regular, and that is as soon as he walks in, I just pour him that. <laughs> we have that bottle pretty much for him. Here you go, Carl. I drink plenty of it, so I'll, I'll just yeah, I'll accept I'll accept that fate. Well, I mean, dude, uh, you know, obviously we'll be in touch, and we'll look at uh, getting you back on here. Uh, but I mean, until then, sparkle up, sparkle up, sparkle up. Thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share this podcast with a few friends that would enjoy it as well. Word of mouth is always a great way to get others interested. As mentioned, please do like, share, and subscribe. You can find us at sparkleuppod.com with links to everything sparkly. If you want to become a member sparkler, go to our Patreon and find a level that fits you. Every bit counts. Thank you again. As always, sparkle up. Sparkle up.